Hey guys, brand new podcast. I'm sitting here with Halston in the man cave, and uh, these are extra podcasts. Uh, we have brought on some of the cast members from our favorite show, my family's t- favorite TV show, The Runaways. Uh, it's uh, on Hulu. It's a Marvel comic book that turned into a TV series. Georgia, it is, and you'll hear this in some of these, you'll hear this in others. Uh, it is a Christmas present I brought Georgia that really meant a lot to the two of us, and she loved the the comic book. And then when we found out it was going to be a TV series, she got really excited. And as any parent knows, when you really want to connect with your kids, you dig what they dig. And this is a and w- this is something she was in love with, and Isla was in love with, and Leanne and I got pulled into, and we became in love with. And it was a it's a fun family night, much like a Blue Apron. No reads, guys. No reads. What is the Runaways? I'll tell you what the Runaways is. It's a it's a comic book about six teenagers from different backgrounds who unite against their parents, the Pride, played by all these different adult actors. And uh, they find out that their parents are supervillains. And so they fight their parents because their parents are part of supervillains. It's on Hulu. Uh, it's really great. And, uh, and I think you'll enjoy it with your family. And if, if you don't, you'll definitely enjoy this conversation. Uh, today is Kevin Wiseman. Kevin Wiseman plays Dale. That's the, like the scientist dad who creates a, a, a dinosaur that is one of his daughter can talk to. I know. It, listen, it's a fucking comic book, everybody. <laughs> but uh, he is a working actor. He is an, he's an interesting story. I'll tell you right now. I didn't. I didn't know what to. I don't. I'm not a good interviewer, as all you guys already know. Um, and so I got his Wikipedia, and I was like, "Holy shit! This guy's been fucking everything." He was in. Uh, he was in. Let me see if I can pull up his. It's an his, alias. He was in Alias Halston Gone right there. Gone in sixty seconds. Gone in sixty seconds. Clerks too. Jesus, keep going. He's in a bunch of stuff. We talk a little bit about Jennifer Garner, who we worked with mm-hmm. on Alias. Yep. Um, we talk about acting. We talk about the process of acting, what he likes about acting. You know, I'm, I all, so often has, have comics on here, and I know I know a shorthand with them that I share with you guys about what we do. And sometimes when I get actors, I don't, like, I'm like, I know that they live in the same world I live in, but we do such globally different things for a living. Like, I don't like auditioning. I really hate it. And these guys love it. Like it's like part of the fun. It's almost like scratching off a lottery ticket. Why don't you like auditioning? Uh, I don't like being. I, I'm not good at memorizing stuff. I never. I never. Maybe I, ne- I never prepare enough. Really, um, but I'm not good at memorizing stuff, and I'm not good at reading out loud. That's so interesting because you have an hour of material right now, right? Yeah. That's pretty much memorized, right? Well, yeah. Well, yeah, but that's because I thought of it. Oh, so you, but you can't memorize other people's work. Uh, uh, that's why I don't take uh, other people's jokes. Like other people go, oh, I got this bit. You should try it. I'm like, nah. And then even if someone tells me one of my jokes that they think I'm saying wrong and says, this is how you should say it. Cause I think you said it better the other way. Dude, I fuck it up. Not, I can't, I can never get it right. It needs to be in my head and come out of my head. I cannot. I, and by the way, I could not do what these guys do where you like bring your energy up to a 10 out of nowhere. I think Kevin talked about that a tad bit about being on set, chilling out and then them going, all right, you're up. And then it's almost like you got to hit a home run out of the fucking park. Yeah. And you never know when, what time that's going to be or when during the day it is. Yeah. It was an interesting interview. And and I think we have more of the runaways coming up this week, but, uh, as you'll see, I don't think any of them are in the podcasting space. I don't think any of them really know what this is. Mm-hmm. And so um, it takes a little bit, but I think Kevin loosens up. Yeah. And uh, and it's a good conversation. And you know what? It's a free podcast. 
You just got a free podcast. Hopefully, you listen to this, you enjoy it. Hopefully, you find out about the Runaways. Hopefully, you listen to the Runaways. If you've got a, if you're a dad and you've got a young daughter and you're like, shit, she's into comic books. Let me get her the Runaways. It's a fun. Th- Georgia was in love with them. Uh, and what's sad about this whole thing is my girls never got to meet these actors. I know. It's so sad. They were in school. They were in and school their every actors fucking are here. day. <laughs> favorite actors are walking. I bring them into their bedrooms and show them the fucking Runaway posters. I liked Runaways too. I mean, me and my girlfriend laid in bed and watched it. Season one, that was great. Season, if you haven't seen season one, definitely watch it. Season two comes out December twenty first on Hulu. Yep. We're all really excited about it. Uh, really excited. Our family's really excited, and and so I thought I'd throw out these podcasts and give the show a little press. Um, and introduce you to something we like, and hopefully you can find it and like it as well. And maybe you find some actors that you really like. I know that you know some of these conversations have been just fucking phenomenal, including this one with Kevin. So hopefully, then all of a sudden you'll be like watching a TV show and be like, "Holy shit, that's Kevin Wiseman!" And someone's like, "Well, you're a big Kevin Wiseman fan." <laughs> and like, "Well, I heard him on the Birdcast. He's uh, he was afraid about wearing his sunglasses inside. So he didn't want to look too." And then the video's up on YouTube. Uh, Tour dates, as always, Body Shot World Tours, uh, doubled, doubled every show. Every show's got a second show. Some shows have third shows. Some shows have four shows. Boston, late show Saturday, I think Saturday or Sunday. Uh, I, and Australia was just announced. Uh, Australia's on tour. It's going to be a fucking aggressive year, people. I can't fucking wait. And I got more big news to share with you. I'm a very happy man. And I'm more importantly, I am happy to share with you this interview I did with Kevin Wiseman from The Runaways. Have a great week, everybody. This is Yeah, it's free content. So, yeah. you know, I put it up as many places as you can find it. You're not a, you're not a huge podcast guy in general? No, no, I am, of course. Oh, really? Yeah, I love, I mean, do I listen to? Yeah, do you listen to a yeah, lot? Yeah, of course. Oh, sorry. Is that your front door? Somebody's at my... I won't check it. I'll just assume we're good. So it's a package. My house is being robbed right now. I'm going to blame it on you. Uh, You said you were wearing your sunglasses because they're prescription. Prescription. Yes. I don't want to be perceived as... Dude, you'll not... I'm putting this out. This will be one week of podcasts that all come out. Uh, the week uh, Runaways premieres. Oh, nice! So, did you? What did you? What did they say to you when you got the phone call from? I guess my agent or my manager to, to you're my this? publicist to do this. What did they yeah. say? They said, uh, "Check this guy out. He's awesome, and uh, he he's a big Runaway fan of. He's a fan of mine. I, I assume I didn't know it was Runaways or it's Runaways. It's it's yeah. so we we uh, try the other glasses. M- my family." Um, Jesus, probably like four Christmases ago, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I was looking to, uh, I was just looking to find a meaningful present for my daughter. Yeah. And I called up this comic book store. No, I got to put these on. These are the old prescription. I'm sorry. Uh, um, otherwise, I can't see you. Yes. It's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> and uh, I called up this comic book store and I said, I'm, my daughter's kind of into comic books. Yeah. At the time, she was just, you know, like a pat. And, and he said, um, I said, what's cool? He said, have you read Runaways? I said, oh, I haven't, I'm not into comic books. And he goes, I think she'd like Runaways. And so I said, really? And he goes, yeah. And so I got her a set of Runaways. And then uh, and then I went on the hunt for all the Runaways. And I got all the Runaways. And she became obsessed with it. And then... How old's your daughter? Right now, she's 14. This must happen when she yeah. was 10 or 11, maybe. The comics, yeah. The Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah. Yeah. And so... Runaways came out as a TV show. And she... Uh, 
she got really excited and said, Dad, Runaways is coming out as a TV show. And so we all got together and watched the first episode, the whole family. Wow. And we loved it. You have and it's kid, our show. Have kids too, or just four, uh, we have two kids, Isla and Georgia. Georgia's okay. my oldest. Isla's my youngest. Isla's dyslexic. Isla has a really hard time reading, and she started reading because of Runaways. Wow. And so, like, got obsessed with it and started. Yeah. I mean, that now they have new, the new Runaways came out this season, meaning uh, the comic books, and Isla and Georgia were on it. And it, it is the only reason we have Hulu. The only reason wow. we have Hulu is because of Wait a of minute, Runaways. Handmaid's Tale. Wait a minute. I, dude, I don't fuck with Hulu what at all. What about Sarah Silverman? I love, I love you, America. Also great. Sarah, I love Sarah. Big fan yeah. of Sarah, but I'm not buying Hulu for... I love America. Yes. We're buying it for it's, fucking runaways. Oh, I appreciate it. Like, that. just know but that. I encourage you to check out Sarah's show. It's really good. <laughs> I, well, yeah, I, I'm sure yeah. it is. I just, I'm telling you, fucking runaways. Oh, thanks, bro. And then, and then, that. uh, <laughs> and then I just said, I had a publicist, I think, when my special was coming out. Yeah. And I was like, and have you had like, other people come in from the show? Or, or I haven't, not yet. I have oh. a bunch of people coming in. Nice. But I, I got to a place where it's like, I, a lot of people wanted me to on their shows. And I said, I'm going to stop with that. And I'm going to bring people to me that I want to talk to yeah. as opposed to, cause like a lot of times people I want to talk to aren't, uh, don't have podcasts. And so right. I hit them up and I said, yo, anyone from runaways. And the first one they came back was with, was you. And we were at dinner with my daughters and they went, shut up the dad. Oh my God. Shut up. They lost their shit. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I, I'm now the dad. That's just what's Dude, well, happened in what's my career. Even, what's even crazier is, uh, I mean, it's I, I'm right. with Leanne, I'm my wife, and we're going through your biography. <laughs> yeah. You fucking been working 25 years. <laughs> like legit yeah. nonstop. I want yeah. to talk about runaways, but I want to start with you and talk about your path. You literally no joke. You are, you are me, but as an actor, working make a very good living yeah not like not like go you can go into a store no one's like losing their shit unless they're a fan right unless they're a fan of uh alias yeah or or uh or fucking dude i ran through your list of credits <laughs> as a joke to my wife going right. like he has been in and i go are you ready for this <laughs> csi new york csi yeah. las vegas csi miami I've done CSI. All the CSIs. <laughs> that's fucking so yeah. so you grew up in Los Angeles, though. Yeah, I, I did, and um, but I was I grew up in the Valley. Um, here we are. In, Where in the Valley? In Encino. My mother still lives in the same house I grew up in. Yes. Really. She. My room has been converted into her office, so my sailboat wallpaper is is gone. That's the one thing that I lament. But uh, <laughs> only child. No, I have a sister, an older sister. Okay. And then I have two other sisters, uh, two half sisters. From but, your dad's side. Yeah, my dad remarried. Yeah, okay. exactly, and. Um, Great. I mean, so I'm. I, I was always kind of, you know, the male energy, entertaining the ladies of yeah. my family, and but I was always really into storytelling, into theater at a very young age. I also love music. I'm, I'm a drummer as well. Wow. So I would in junior high. I remember I didn't. I auditioned for Fiddler on the Roof, didn't get a part, but I was asked to be the drummer in the in the orchestra. And I had so much fun just playing live in front of an audience. I secretly, desperately wanted to be on stage. Yeah. But I loved, I loved reading music, and I loved being a part of that storytelling and seeing the the, the reaction from the crowd. So then I just went headfirst into into acting. Went to Taft High School. Taft is in Woodland Hills. Okay. Uh, my wife, our friends are thinking about moving out there to go to Taft. 
Oh, nice. Yeah, it's yeah, a, a great, really school. great school. Yeah, uh, academic decathlon yeah. champions many years. I was not on the team, but I knew some of the people. And, uh, and the theater program there was great. And there are these competitions in Southern California called the, the uh, drama festivals. And you compete against other schools, two-person scenes, monologues, group scenes. So my love of competition, I'm also a big fan of sports. Dodgers is here. Yeah, we're yeah, both yeah, wearing yeah, Dodger yeah. hats. Well, you know, this will be this will air probably the week of. So this by December is when it's premiering. Okay. Runaways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so um, hopefully we'll the Dodgers do... will have won the World Series. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> guys. First of all, congratulate us while you're listening to this, or mock us a little. <laughs> yeah, it was a Brad beat. Yeah, a lot thing. of Red Sox fans out there probably, and they have a great team. But yeah. what are you gonna do? <laughs> but uh, so Who's my love of competition? competition and my love of my my burgeoning love of theater and Shakespeare and contemporary plays. Um, you know uh, things from Neil Simon and and uh, uh, Woody Allen and and even David Mamet, which was a little risque for for that time. I was just I fell in love, uh, and also uh, you know there were these amazing actors and and women who you know started to express interest based on the fact that I was interested in something, yeah. and uh, which was amazing and exciting for any young. 15 year old 16 year old boy yeah yeah <laughs> and uh so i just got really into it and i would compete in these festivals and i, I got a really good response and i i won some awards and i thought well hey, maybe i'm okay at this and seemed to be getting a decent reaction so then i hopped over the hill and went to ucla theater school and so describe if you can the first time you got on stage the connection you felt because i know that there's people that can really quickly identify with not wanting to be on stage. Everyone yeah. can understand that they don't want to be on stage. Very few of us, myself included, I think anyone that probably has been on this podcast, there is an excitement the second you get on stage, almost like a comfort sometimes. Yeah. Um, what was it like the first time you got on stage that that made you decide, oh, this is who I really am? Yeah, you know, I think it was a weird relaxation there's something about the boards you know they say back on the boards when you're in the stage and you're on the stage in yeah. the theater and there's something about the smell and and i don't know if it's for you if it's like that as a comedian and you're kind of in oh mine i'll tell you mine after this <laughs> Maybe oh, it smells, that's interesting there are different smells it's different but keep going <laughs> yeah it's the olfactory it's like this the senses you know you, i just get up there and i love connecting with other people on stage and with that green-eyed monster, you know, that that Shakespeare describes uh, the audience, you know, just the kind of the, the palpable reaction from humans in the audience. And, you know, also the fact that you could really, you could horribly fail and tank, but you have got to keep going. So there's something exciting about that. It's like almost, it's very zen. You just have to go. You got to go. And that's why I love sports, too, is because it's live theater. You do not know what's going to happen, but you got to go with it. Yeah. And, and you know, I always, years later when I like started working on Alias and different shows, you could always tell the great theater actors, Victor Garbers and the, the Ron Rifkins and Carl Lumley's and Jen Garner and people, because, you know, they rarely would stop because the mistakes were often, the gold was often found in in the mistakes. It wasn't. There was this kind of thing of like, we just got to keep going. We got to, there's no stop. The train is not stopping. And there's yeah. something exciting about that. And, but really it's just about stepping on that theater and like, who else has been on this theater? And like, who else has been here? 
And there is an excitement. The San Jose Improv is a big club that yeah, yeah, I know that we yeah. do. Um, sure. I just got I just got back from a few a month ago maybe, but Houdini performed on that stage. Whoa! And there's a real excitement when you know Houdini came up here. Yeah, Houdini walked up here. Like there's what I was gonna say, and this sounds really bizarre. I don't. I mean, I'm I'm a little. I guess you could say I, I, we're all complicated, but uh, I get anxiety on Sundays. I used to do Sunday shows. I don't do Sunday shows anymore. But on my late Saturday, knowing I had an early flight, I get anxiety uh, knowing I, I, I'm not going to get much sleep. I gotta, I gotta, yes, dude, I'm going to be on a plane all day tomorrow. <laughs> and that anxiety would disappear for that hour I was on stage. And yeah. that is often why my, my Sunday shows, when I did Sundays or my late Saturday shows would go long, is because... I was so calm. The second, it, it wasn't, the anxiety was there before the show, pre-show, in between shows, and my stomach didn't feel right. The second they said, put your hands together for Burr Kreischer, it went away, yeah. and I was more, I've, I'm always more comfortable than I've ever been in my entire life the second I'm on stage. Isn't that interesting? It's a bizarre. It's, it's your home, you know, it's like where you feel the most relaxed, but I know that pre day or pre-show anxiety yeah. you know what i mean i i is, uh, there might be a trip to the restroom <laughs> Do you know, there's a lot of people that there's a lot of us that go uh like I, we were i was in chicago with a good friend of mine's wife everyone can guess exactly who that is and uh and she's like i gotta take my pre-show shit yeah and it's just like say. oh yeah. yeah that's it yeah yeah and it's also like i have a routine and you know, people always say, oh, it must be so fun. I'm like, it's not that fun because uh, this is a crippling anxiety. The and then- funnest <laughs> is when you're done. Yeah. The second you get done and you get to have your cocktail, your joint or your cigar right. or your cup of coffee or water tea, whatever the fuck you do. Yeah. The second. That's why I like I'm excited for this coming tour because I haven't we haven't figured out meet and greets. Meet and greets can be a tad bit taxing because I'm meet and greet, you know, 200 people after a show. And, and it's just a line and it's like. You get in the robot mo- mode. A little bit. You yeah. li- a little bit disconnect, and then there are people that get upset that you disconnect, and then there's people that have a story and they br- draw you back in. Those are fun, but for the most part, you're like, I want to do it because I, I want, I want, I, I don't want people not to have the experience. But at the same time, having done it as much as I have recently, I, I, I would love to. I miss. Uh, let me say, I don't regret the meet and greets. I miss the getting off stage and just. Having a drink and bullshitting with the other comics, the manager comes in. That was yeah. a good show. Guy in the front yeah, row yeah, threw yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but that's different than the meet and greet because you, you that takes a lot of your energy. Meet, meet and greet takes a lot of energy, and you you've just kind of given it given it to them on stage. But at the same time, I think now it's in your business part of the. It's part of the work. It's part of the job. Right. I mean, I hear other comedians talking about that. We we don't experience that as much because we can kind of if you're on stage you can go kind of meet your friends if they're there but you can also kind of sneak away no one's expecting you yeah. to meet the actors um but in, and also on set when you're working there there is something like i i don't i'm not super chatty while i'm working you know i mean su- unbelievably respectful of everybody's department on the crew and i i value everyone but at the same time i have to kind of stay in my zone my focus because it's you know they're long days and you need energy in spurts when you're working in film and television so wait so so then walk me through what it's like because i i like well, i would be all over the fucking map in a shoot i'd be like yeah what's up guys over at craft services like and <laughs> well, I, every, I do that every, too i love craft every services, show, of course <laughs> yeah every show i've ever done i've done a, a few uh, acting roles but I'm, yeah. it's not i don't enjoy it the most yeah um but i'm i'm very social 
But do, so when you get on set, like, are you? It's a double edged sword. The, the social. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. You, please you interrupt. Saying, That's all I do in this podcast. <laughs> no, no. I just say. Well, you were going to ask me. Are you? Are you what? You said it's a double edged sword. Well, being social because yeah. um, you really have to kind of modulate your energy throughout the day because oftentimes you'll have a you know an early call like six a.m. call, which by the way I do get anxiety you were talking about the night before just about sleeping enough of course oh, and yeah. then i'm wake up at like two and then at three I'm like i got the panic did my <laughs> apple thing go up yeah i set like six alarms every 15 do you do that my wife gets pissed i go hey siri set an alarm for 5 30 hey siri set an alarm for 5 45 hey siri set an alarm for 5 40 hey siri set it. my wife's like set one yes yeah well but the fear is you're gonna go back to sleep on snooze and then never oh, siri to just set up <laughs> you're getting up at 5 45 bro that's it. Well, that's, oddly enough, that's when I'm waking out to waking up these to days. Go on, oh, to go on your tour or for oh, your no, kids? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to work out challenge with uh, this. Will have already happened, and people will know that. But I'm going to work out challenge with Joe Rogan, uh, Ari Shafir, and Tom Segura. Nice. And we were so just we're talking wearing, about Joe. Yeah, yeah awesome. we're wearing heart rate okay. monitors and working out and seeing who can burn the most, keep their heart rate the highest while working out. Nice. Sounds like a lot of work. It's a lot of work. But good for you, man. Yeah, you got to do it, right? I don't know about that. <laughs> anyway, so you, you modulate your energy because you get to set at six. Well, yeah. And, and you don't just go kill a coffee, eat a bagel, and be like, all right, let's go. You no, go. I do drink coffee, but I, you know, there's also the kind of modulate caffeine. There's a lot. I mean, I could literally teach a seminar, not on acting, but how to, how to get through your day yeah. on set, which is, listen, it's, you know, we're, we're not we're not soldiers. We're not, you know, doing heavy lifting. Yeah. God bless those guys. But I'm just saying like in order to, to truly be present and focus, because a lot of times a big scene will be at the end of the day. And, and you know, you're not there if you're not in a scene, you're called for the work that you're doing, obviously. But a lot of times, you know, characters I've played, the, a lot of the scenes will be crammed into one day because they're on one particular set or one soundstage. Mm -hmm. And so you're there all day and you know, if we're doing a scene right now, they might kind of shoot you first. Okay. And then they'll come around on me starting to get hungry. Oh wait, I'm starting to lose energy. I've really got to focus because now the camera's turning around and I've got to give the same energy that I did off camera. And by the way, it's all the same. I don't save. I mean, maybe you ramp it up a little bit when it's your coverage, they yeah. call it. But you have to be there for the other actor because your performance will look and seem more authentic if their performance is more authentic and their authenticity is predicated on you being present for them. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. But a lot of actors, they don't get that and they won't be there for you. And it's like, hey, don't you understand? You're going to look better if you're there for me. Yeah. But I've been doing it long enough that I can kind of figure out how to you know navigate through if somebody's not present for me yeah. and unfortunately there have been some some people in this town that you know will check out when it's not their coverage but i'm gonna name any names but <laughs> most most people like on the runaways everyone's amazing but um so you yeah you just have to you just have to figure out how to not waste your energy on things that don't require your energy you know what i mean so yeah. if you need to go and kind of meditate in the corner of the sound stage go for it no one's gonna think ill of you do you know what i mean yeah, 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 or yeah. at the same time if you have a surplus of energy and you want to chit chat with the teamsters great guys love the love the teamsters they'll tell you the best stories i always go to the guy like the oldest guy 
and I chat with him because he's the guy that worked with Brando or yeah. he's the guy that, you know, it's got a great uh, story from some movie that I loved. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I always go to those guys. I'm like, hey, what, where, you know, where'd you get your start? Blah, blah, blah. I just find it fascinating. So now- The drivers. Uh, teamsters are generally the drivers. Yeah. So yeah. now dri- starting in LA, did you did you do any child acting at all? No, no. So I went to, I, I went to uh, Taft and then I went to UCLA and was a theater major. And I just focused What's on- What's that got to be like in growing up in LA- being interested in the arts, knowing that that is what this city is defined by, knowing that you probably had friends whose dads were actors and directors and writers. Sort of. I grew up in the Valley, though. My dad was an attorney. He represented some people in the industry. Yeah. But, I mean, like, Justine Bateman went to my high school, but she was older than me. That was kind of the... hot still. Of course. Beautiful. But that was kind of... I dream about Jason Bateman last night. That's so funny. His show is awesome. Have you checked out... Which one? uh, Um... Ozarks? Ozark? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, second season, I'm not as into it as I was first season. First I season, I was like obsessed. Yeah. I was watching it, but I have been watching it working out. And it's That's hard. So funny. To, me too. Yeah. It's hard to get into for me working out. I just haven't been. And I, there's a lot I forgot from first season. Right. Well, they moved to the Ozark because the Ozarks, because they, well, no, <laughs> they no, have no, the longer like, money. <laughs> no, but there's a lot of like characters that I was like, wait, who's this one again? Like, uh, right. anyway, but. But uh, they've kind of streamlined in second season, and you know the the characters that I think were fan favorites are now, yeah, prominent season two. I'm about halfway through season two, but I know what you're saying. I'm probably halfway through. Yeah. Uh, the dad's out of jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and He's, so so anyway, but 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 you like you decided like uh, that said I'm getting into well, acting. I want, yeah, and, I wanted to be a theater actor, you know, and and uh, and it was theater. Theater. I love the theater and and. Yeah, of course, like secretly. I was like, yeah, no, maybe that, I could parlay is, this into something else. But Is that like us saying, uh, like there's a weird there's a weird thing that happens in stand-up where we all say we just want to be stand-ups. Yeah. But when they offer us the sitcom or the movie, right. we all leap at it. Of course. Like even like, even like. Well, it's uh, a business. It's, it's, it's called a, show business yeah. for a reason. <laughs> but then there's guys like Chappelle who redefined and Louis who redefined, oh, I just want to be a stand-up. And so part of me, and I say this now, not knowing what my career will hold, but I just love stand-up. I just love stand-up. I'm good at that. And that is making more money than if I, than it, definitely than if I had a sitcom or if I had a, another TV show on Travel Channel. So part of me goes, oh, now here's where I am. But there is a disingenuous side to that because I am taking meetings for development. I am taking meetings for uh, motion, uh, for uh, making a movie. Awesome. But cool, no, but, but I'm saying, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like, is that the thing? Does that happen in acting where people go, I love the theater, but then you're like, well, fuck man, the money and fucking TV is so ridiculous. You know? Well, there is certainly something to be said. It's very difficult to make a living in the theater. Absolutely. You know? That, so. Right. Is it, what, like, so what is like, what I was doing with make, like she make a lot of money, you think? Well, yeah, because she tours and does shows like at the Hollywood bowl and, she'll do songs from her shows yeah you know from uh wicked and oh yeah yeah so she i think she gets paid pretty well to do and she probably does personal appearances and i'm sure she probably does corporate gigs can you make a million dollars being like a theater actor uh pro i mean probably not i don't know okay. you know probably some of the bit yeah like hugh jackman i'm sure no yeah no but i meant like i meant like, already established like if himself. you said if you go i'm staying with theater fuck this no, this is no, my it's love it's hard to make it's hard to make a make a great living but you can make 
a living. A good living. But you know, when I was young, I didn't really think about that. I I just went yeah. to you know what I mean. But now I have two Dude, kids. <laughs> I didn't even know you toured as a stand-up. I thought you moved to I thought you moved to New York and just did spots. Right. I really right. didn't know that you did the road. I did not know that that was. That's part probably of it. better because you focused on what you thought was important was developing yourself as an artist, as a stand-up, as opposed to, you know, I feel like now a lot of people come at it the opposite way which is yes how do i make money how do i be famous because i don't feel like it's that hard and i don't and you can tell me if it's the same in stand-up but i don't feel like it's that hard to get an opportunity but i just most people aren't ready when their opportunity comes and i'm sure that's the case in stand-up i've had a few opportunities that i wasn't ready for and i've seen people get opportunities they're not ready for and i've seen people flip it and go wow that guy's now working forever but we're the same we're like 10 year overnight successes uh I, I, yeah, I would I'm, I would give myself twenty only because I'm I, all the success I had I never saw it as success until doing stand up twenty years and I was like, oh okay now I can breathe I know yeah. I can exit and what's the end game anyway man you got a beautiful wife you have kids you have a beautiful house you know you're doing what you love I mean you did it the end game for me I guess you got to get a bigger house you got to get a better wife no your I wife's want, probably amazing I wouldn't mind a second wife but. Uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, I would. Joking. I want one more house. I want right, one right. more house. I want a good. I want a like an exhale house. Like I'm done. Of but course. my family loves this house, and, and I love this man cave, and we love our neighbors, and we love our area, and so we're like, fuck. Yeah. But uh, I'm just. I'm not. I listen. Of course, you're on your own journey, and you 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 deserve all that. I'm just saying, like, there's no uh, salve by for with success. I've really learned that the journey is part of the key. Yeah. But we can also say that as guys who are fortunate enough to do what we love and to make a living doing that. Yeah. And but I was going to say, you know, when I started this theater company and we were doing shows in L.A. and all the money, there's this thing called equity waiver. It's called the showcase contract in New York. And, you know, the actors are supposed to get paid 10 bucks a show or whatever it is. But like we, this company that we formed, and a lot of the guys in the company have gone on to huge success in theater and film and television. What was the name of the company? I saw it. Uh, Buffalo Knights, the company. Yeah. And we, you know, I was a young guy. I was in our twenties, so we were we were hungry. We we did, you know, twenty thirty shows in the L.A. area, produced, acted, and directed. And uh, my point is that that was how I. People always say, "How do you get your start?" But somebody saw me in a show. An agent who's now my agent, still twenty five years later. What's your agency? Uh, Met APA, okay. a guy named Dan. Ah, uh, okay. But as his, that was why that, they called me this afternoon and uh, told yeah. me I was running late. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But but I had uh, all the comedy department left APA and went to WME. Oh, and so it came up APA, and I was like, "Who the fuck could this be?" Oh, so you thought it was in relation to? I thought it was. Yeah, well, I thought. Oh. Yeah, cause, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, so you moved over to WME. No, no, I'm I'm at UTA, but uh, okay. But the comedy department and APA all moved over to. WME and when APA oh, called right. I went huh <laughs> and so oh yeah they're like we got a job for you but don't tell WME <laughs> yeah so so you anyway saying, my point you, is you discover, guy, no, you discover you. I'm so fucking bad at this I interview horribly no, this guy don't. discovered you no and he's still your well, agent kind of I mean like he he was just like it was actually another woman named Holly Labette who became my manager for many years and she was my agent as well but his career progressed as mine did at the same time it's kind of not that great of a story but we like progressed together and we're yeah. still together we're still we're That's still great. married yes and uh great guy but but i didn't that wasn't the goal it was it, it certainly was in the mind of how do i break in but i was really focused 
in my early 20s on just working. Because like if you're a musician, you can jam at any time. But for actors, it's like a lot of people don't have an opportunity just to flex the muscle 10,000 hours. I mean, you probably have more than 10,000 hours on stage, right? I don't, yeah, I guess. I'm but I'm saying that's why you're a good stand-up. You know, too much. I have too many hours on stage. Yeah, but you know, it's like you know what you're doing. Yeah. I don't get nervous. Like if I'm prepared, I, I don't get, I'm not nervous. The only time I'm ever nervous now is if I just, God, I wish I had done a little more preparation. Yeah. I don't know if you feel the same way. But... Yeah. otherwise it's like you know yeah, i don't have nerves about stand-up i i have moments where i go fuck i feel like i have nothing new to say but that's a whole other that's a whole other ball game right because if do you feel like if you if you do a set for like a year you got to do a whole new it's well it's stand-up's gotten a little uh a little complicated in that once you record a, a special that material is now dead yeah and so then you have to start new i my, my problem is i love the writing process more than i love the preparing a special process right preparing a special is very tedious it's uh you got to do about 150 sets of that material at least that's what i did for this last special i did and then you got to videotape each 150 yeah and it's and well once you get the offer for a special you are you have a goal in mind and once you have a goal in mind you go okay now i look at my calendar and i know i can tour i can tour just about uh just about 10 shows a week and then, okay, and then you start doubling down. You go, I can do three spots at the store. I can do three spots at the improv. And then you start breaking it down. You start really kind of highlighting what needs work. What I do is I videotape each bit, each chunk, and uh, and I kind of block them off. And I work on the chunks. And then once I get all the chunks down, then it comes to, um, to like riding the flow and writing it and getting the hour to either. And in this last one, I... I, I reverse engineered it kind of because it was for netflix and i wanted it to be i can watch that now yeah yeah nice uh and so i did it a certain way because i knew the netflix algorithm yeah and uh and i think it it definitely paid off uh that's awesome man and do you let you not allow phones in your gigs i know that's like you can't stop that i mean you can if you're Chappelle, but a regular person can't right like if someone's no one's i mean anyways here's the interesting thing about uh my my career where I'm at now is that the people listening to this are, are legit fans and they actually know what that definition is. A guy came up to me one time to very quickly and said, uh, drunk, shirtless, and was like, hey, you have no idea. I'm a fan. He was drunk and shirtless? Well, I, I perform shirtless. So uh, You always perform shirtless? Always perform shirtless. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so... I would... Would you... Could you take your shirt off now so I have a... Fi- I'm in such good shape it would just be awkward. <laughs> the... Uh, but... Uh, Thanks to Joe Rogan and the challenge. Yeah. And so... Um, so he's like, you don't understand a fan. I'm a fan. Yeah. And people come up and was say Was he shirtless to too? He was shirtless too, yeah. So wait, do a lot of your fans show up to the show shirtless? That's part of the... A lot thing. of guys will take their shirts off when the show starts. A lot of guys will take their shirts off to take a picture with me. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to come to your show, but I'm keeping my shirt on. Uh, you might rip it off. You get excited. <laughs> and so... Uh, and so he was like, the point is, is he was like, I get, I'm invested in you. When you succeed, I succeed. I feel like good things that happen to you, they reflect on me. And I then I then feel that good things happen to me. That's beautiful. So he's like, so when you yeah. sold out this weekend, I felt like we sold out this weekend. Wow. I tell people about your standup. I tell people about your podcast. I want you to succeed. I want good things to happen to you. Now, that sounds bizarre. No. If you're a third party or if you're, but when you realize that you're a fan, like you're a fan of the Dodgers. And when... 
when they won and when uh, Puig was it Puig that hit the home run in game, game seven? Game seven. Yeah, you got excited and you went yes. Of course, you wanted him to hit that home run. Of course, you wanted him to but succeed. It is weird. It's like why? Why yeah. do we care so it's much? It's a weird thing. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm a legit fan of Joe's. I've, I've known Joe for years. Before, yes, but I've known Joe's for years. Uh, but when when good thing when when like Elon Musk came on and smoked weed on his podcast, yeah, I was like, shut the fuck up. Like yeah. he did that on. Our podcast. That's my podcast. I listen to that podcast. Right. He did that with us. He did that with us. Isn't that interesting? And so it's a yeah. really bizarre thing that's happened yeah. with, I believe, with entertainment. So when people listen to this, they'll be like, oh, shut up. So then they'll watch The Runaways and they'll go, I know Kevin. Yeah. Like, it's a bizarre, but it's, it's the way. I do get that, though. Like, people feel like they know you, but you're playing a character, which is a little bit different because I'm assuming with stand-up, you're really... Are you playing, do you feel like you're playing a character or do you feel like you're you're truly yourself? Oh, on me, to a fault. Right. Because, you know, some people kind of have a, a version of themselves. Oh, yeah, I wish I'd done that. Yeah, yeah. No, but that's why you're successful. <laughs> because wish, don't they say... In hindsight, I wish I had done that <laughs> so badly. I just. But that's look, why people love you, man, because you're, you're telling the truth. It's all about the uh, yeah, truth, right? I'm a jackass. I'm a legit across-the-board jackass. I like to have a good time. I like to drink too much. I like smoking weed. I like to party. I like to be with my friends. I like competition. I like. I'm, I don't I'm see a crazy, anything wrong with any of that. I have a crazy <laughs> brain. Like people know about my. When I showed you my lucky eyelash in there, they know about that. The journey of that eyelash. Yeah, I yeah, got yeah. it a year ago. It's been in my face. It's two inches long. Wow. Like it's just. Podcasting has been really fun for me because it's a true extension of of. Um, How long of, have you been doing the podcast? I have no idea. Probably. Yeah. Seven years, six years. Oh, nice! You got in on the ground Maybe. floor. Yeah, yeah. I started. I started very early, but I was a big fan of them. Yeah, and so I, I liked them. I liked listening to them. Ricky Gervais's was the first one I listened to. I was just sure. with Ricky in New York, and I was like, "No, you don't understand. This is like when I found your podcast. I can tell you where I was. Anyone who's like a legit fan of shit, meaning that gets into stuff like." Like and that's you know that comes back to the runaways. But when you're a fan of something, like you remember where you were when you discovered it. Yeah. You remember where you were when you saw it for the first time. You were like, "Oh, this is my shit." Yeah, it's so fun to be a fan of stuff. So many people push away because they don't want to look silly or they don't want to not feel cool to yeah. be a fan of like Dave Matthews or or Fish or the or the Rolling Stones to be legit. I'm a, a fan. deadhead, bro. I'm a deadhead. Dude, and I will announce it here. And you and you can Grateful tell when you dead. have real when like yes. real fans <laughs> of shit connect and yeah. they can share stories and and like yeah, it's like you know I think people like digging cool shit. Well, for me, it's people always say like can you watch television or movies or theater and and divorce yourself from the technical aspect of it because it's what I do for a living and probably reflects on you watching stand-up as well my answer is always like if i am totally removed from it and i'm immersed in the story and the characters i know it's good if i'm sitting there analyzing <laughs> oh that's interesting he's a two shot there and uh why'd that actor make that choice and you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah yeah yeah, that's yeah. Terrible lighting. What, what are they doing? it no, pulls you out of it of course i'm out of it and that must mean i'm really not that engaged not to say it's not good but oh. i'm just not engaged but if i'm truly engaged i think it takes a little more for me to be engaged because it's what i what I do and I'm on sets all the time Yeah, that, uh, you know, like Mad Men for me was kind of like that. I mean, I can watch Mad Men now and I'm there, I'm in the sixties. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I know they shot it. I know where they shot it in LA and I've actually been at that studio many times, 
was just a studio and guys were putting the 60s tumblers with the fake whiskey in there. Yeah. But to me, they were drink. it was real whiskey. To me, it was real whiskey. Yeah, and Draper was to getting was hammered. He was getting yeah. hammered. Yeah. And I was, oh, God, Draper, no. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I was, I just, that was a show for me that to this day, I just found it was remarkable. It was a remarkable achievement, you know. That was a really fun show to discover. Uh, that was a really fun show. I ran into the, to um, Weiner, Matt Weiner. No, no the girl, uh, the girl Peggy. Oh yeah, yeah. I ran Elizabeth into Peggy Moss. at a Wilco concert. Yeah, and I did not realize that I knew her from Mad Men. Oh yeah, well, I thought and, I just made sale now. I, mean, I thought I just knew her. Yeah. Oh, I, so yeah. I went up. I was yeah. like, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> and she was like, "Hi." I was like, "How you doing?" I didn't know you were gonna be here. And she was like, "I am." <laughs> I was like, "Cool." I go, "Who are you with?" And she was like, "My friends." <laughs> and I was like, "Awesome." And then I'm like, "How do I wait?" She, and then I'm like, she's not a comic. She didn't go to my school. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh my god, it's the girl from fucking Mad Men. And Dude, I was like, I don't. I mean, it happened. I've gotten some weird thing. Like, hey, did we go to high school together? And I'm like, well, you're 25, so thank you. Yeah. Uh, second of all, where did you go to high school? Oh, Niagara Falls. No, we did not go. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there is a lot, but it's just, you must get that a lot because you've been in just about everything. <laughs> it is weird. I've and I've been really lucky because I've been on these shows that are kind of fortunately been hired on shows that have become kind of iconic over let's the years. talk for a second about Je uh, jennifer garner yeah by the way who i have to tell you is the american wife she is yeah i, I hope you and her have a good relationship because Great i relationship. am yeah i believe she is the prototype for f i'm i'm in i'm in love with her and i'm sure that what i'm saying is probably toxic masculinity it's all the bad things but when she went and rescued Ben yeah. and, took, and brought him through Jack in the Box and got him <laughs> Jack in the Box to take him to rehab. Yeah. And you know, she wasn't getting any for herself. It was, uh, do you know what I mean? She was just like, She's she like, was like, I got you, you right man. Now. We yeah. married. We have kids. I understand you're fucked up. I understand you've been with other women. I understand me and you aren't going to have the happy ending that we envisioned when we got married. But yeah. you're my man and I got you and I'm going to make sure, okay. Man, should every man be as lucky as Ben Affleck and get a woman like Jennifer Garner in her in their life for just a year? Yeah. If she, if you had one of those women, in your, my wife's a Jennifer Garner chick. Good for you. She's the same motherfucker. Look, if if something goes on with me and I fucking fall off the rails, God forbid, and she'll be there. But you she, also seem she'll like be a the very one loyal guy. She'll I be mean, the like one. Yeah, I'm really loyal. It's hard for me, to, but she'll be knocking on the fucking door at the Woodman's, at the Huntsman's Lodge. What's the one on? on oh, the Sportsman's Venture? Lodge. Sportsman Lodge. Sure. Open the door. I know he's in there. <laughs> Open the fucking door. I went to a lot of bar mitzvahs there in the '80s. Yeah, so uh, I know it well. Well, you know, I'm divorced with two beautiful kids and and my ex is 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 like that as well and it's it's a blessing to have a good relationship with the mother of your children so yeah you know i can relate and if anything i'm not surprised i mean jennifer it was they always say like when you're the number one on the call sheet you're kind of like the squad leader you have to represent a certain manner of class and decorum because it trickles down. Yeah. And I've been on other shows where that's not the case. But she is the quintessential number one. You know, I always say, like, the kindest, most generous, great actor, long days. I mean, back then, there are these things now where there are these restrictions on how many hours you can work. It's 12 hour days is kind of the. Really? It's kind of, it's, it's, it's the number now that most shows can get away with. But back then, we shot 15, 16 hour days. 
and she was in most of the scenes. Yeah. And then she would get up at five in the morning and work out. And I'm like, I don't know how you do that. Yeah, <laughs> like She's I'll get there when I get there when they call me, but I'm not working out before. I watched her on Dinner for Five with John Favreau. Fight oh yeah, for, fight for Ben. I remember that show. She fell in love with Ben on that. You could watch it. You could see it. I oh, think wow. Colin Farrell was on that episode. Yeah, but it, you could see her. She you could see she was smitten with him. Wow, and you could see that she was like, "You're my guy." Like, yeah. I dude, I love Jennifer. I love Jennifer Garner. But you know what? It came from the parents because I remember her parents came to set. Her dad, she's from West Virginia, small town. Yeah. I mean, everything comes from your parents, right? At the end of the day. Yeah. A lot of stuff. And I remember saying to the dad, like, are you proud of proud of your daughter? You must be proud. He's like, I'm proud of all my daughters. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, interesting. That may, yeah. That's it. Right Just there. for the record, dad, if you ever hear that, you're most proud of me. <laughs> like, that's how I want By to way, I it. talked to your dad. He said he was. <laughs> he was most proud of what you. Was, uh, what was that? Was Alias your first big... Yeah, I had done a bunch of different TV stuff. Like I was on a fairly iconic episode of uh, the X Files that um, Vince, Vince Gilligan wrote, and it was his first directing episode in season. Yeah, uh, in season seven, um, X Files was fucking that fan base. I don't think you'll, I don't think they'll ever have anything like that because that was at the very beginning of the internet. Yes, and and that was when and that those were the people that were taking over the internet. Yeah, and that was those are diehard motherfuckers. I still get people like. X-Files? I'm like, what? From 1999? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It was a long time ago. Um, so you did X-Files? And yeah, then and then I did a bu- um, you Buffy, know, Buffy the Buffy. Vampire Slayer. Dude, yes, Buffy, was Roswell the, and- Buffy was the thing that I, I really feel like gave a real jump to a bunch of great actors. Yeah. I knew a bunch of friends that like booked, episode, booked a, an episode of Buffy. And it seemed like when I first came out here, I came out here first in like 90... 99 was the first time oh, I came nice. out. It's about when I did that, yeah. And and uh, people that I liked were obsessed with Buffy. Yeah. And they're like, you don't understand. This is not what you think it is. This is right. bigger than what it is. It's This and is a that, yeah. brilliant TV show. It's not just a thing about a... This is a brilliant TV show. Joss Whedon, like he kind yeah. of... That guy, he really revolutionized storytelling as did jj i think i got kind of hooked up with these people just randomly then can you imagine jj well i met i mean I, I got i was hired on felicity i went in i remember not audition for felicity and we just kind of hit it off and we were laughing he was talking about something about my my resume like i was in this movie gone in 60 seconds for like literally my entire storyline was cut out and I was I was gone in like seven seconds. Yeah, and uh, that was a bad joke. But I no, remember I, I was going to make it if you didn't. Yeah, like, and we were just uh, we were just kind of laughing about that. He was like, "Tell me about Gone in sixty seconds." I was like, "There's not much to tell." And he ended up hiring me on that. I met Greg Grumberg, who's become a good friend of who's mine. Greg Grumberg. He's uh, he was on um, Felicity, then he was on Alias, and then he's in, he's like one of JJ's best friends. He's in he was okay. in Star Wars. He was just in. Uh, he had a part in uh, Stars Born. Uh, he was the Wait, limo driver. Fuck, Greg Grumble. You know him. You you'd be buddies with him, man. He's an awesome. guy. I think I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, right he has now. a podcast. Hang on uh, one second. Yeah, Greg. I think I know. He's exactly. like man about town. He's the Gr- iconic. Grunberg. Dude, I know Greg Grumberg. Yeah, I feel like dude. He was be... in fucking Heroes. Oh yeah, he was in Heroes. Yeah, dude, that was the big one. Fucking yeah. love Greg Grumberg. He's the best. Dude, that's his yeah. name. Grumberg. Yeah, Grunny. Shut the fuck up. So I met all I met Grunny on there. So funny. So many people hit me up and they're like, "Are you in Star Wars?" Because I guess they think we look alike or whatever. I was, was going like, to say you kind of have a similar. I was like, no, type. but and then they were like, "You definitely are." And then they someone screen grabs it, and I was like, 
No, that's the fucking guy these, from Heroes. That's the guy from Heroes. Do I <laughs> let, let me tell you something. I was obsessed with Heroes. Yeah. I was fucking obsessed with Heroes. Great show, great cast. I I I am the what's wrong. I'm what's wrong. I am toxic masculinity. My buddy Ari was explaining it to me yesterday. Yeah. It's basically being too cool of a dude to learn new shit. Basically, it's like you're afraid to cry in front of people. It's right. like and I grew up with the kind of friends that's like, dude, you're into comic books? Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Right. So I never, anything like but that. But now that's celebrated. So one night, my buddy, this guy, Matt, I, <laughs> I wish we were still, cards, I, I wish we were still friends. I was into baseball cards Yeah, that was too. my thing. I didn't know anything about comics. <laughs> um, my, my buddy, Matt, uh, we used to, he used to live above us. He was like, he said something about, he goes, I'm going to watch, I'm going to go upstairs and get high and watch Leave Extraordinary Gentleman. I go, what's that? And he goes, oh, it's a movie about da, 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 comic book, whatever. And I was like, oh, fucking pass. And he was like, what? I was like, let's get high and watch a documentary on Hitler or something. Yeah, yeah. Wow. He was like, no, no, this is so yeah. much more interesting. Still, yeah, very dark. So we went up and he showed it to me and I got so into that stupid fucking movie that I was like, I was like, I want to learn more. I feel more. like that was a good one of those films. And though, then right, right yeah. end, after that, Heroes came out, I yeah. think. And I was like, I was like, all right. I'm not going to tell anybody, but I'm going to try this out. And I was like, I fucking love that. You were that. the only one, though. That was a big show, right? It was a really yeah. big show. Yeah. And then it kind of fell apart. It's tough with those kind of stories to maintain. Do you know what I mean? Because a lot yeah. of times, it's no fault of anybody, but like you so much story too early. How do you keep it going? Yeah. A lot of times, you don't know if you're going to continue. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. you kind of have to leave things... Yeah, that's Open the, yeah, that's the weird up. thing is, you yeah. can, it's not just Seinfeld where you can be like, every episode's, you know, evergreen. Self-contained. Yeah, yeah. Well, Greg so, Grunberg, that's his fucking name. That and so I met. Well, Greg, I got to get him on the podcast now. Dude, he does a podcast. He does one called uh, "An Actor, a Musician, Walk into a Bar," and like it's him and then a musician and an actor. So I went on as. So what is it? What is this? What's it not to like geek out about Greg, Greg Gunberg? No, that's right. I love Greg. But he, uh, what's he? He also wrote a comic too about for kids. His son has epilepsy, so he's really into uh, promoting awareness and raising money <laughs> yeah. for epilepsy. And uh, so he wrote a comic about that. He's just a cool, cool. Not guy. laughing about his son having epilepsy. Yeah. There was a rapper that uh, I just saw this this morning. Where he was wearing all pink and he's like, I support breast cancer. Right. And his buddy was like, idiot, you're supposed to support the awareness, not the disease. <laughs> right, right. So when you're like, he's he's awareness. really into epilepsy. Awareness, <laughs> yes, yes. Because but, it's one of those situations that doesn't get a lot of press, I think. Yeah. Know, money, well so. yeah, well I gotta I gotta look into him. So so you were saying you met Well, I met those guys on Felicity and then I remember I was doing Buffy or I was Roswell. It was a bunch of shows around that time I was working on, and uh, my manager said, "Hey, they're they're JJ, you know, doing a new show. It's called Alias, but a spy." And I was I was in my late twenties then by then, and I remember I remember looking at the description, and it was about like a guy in his forties, tech guy, overweight, Motley Crue T-shirt, ponytail in the back. I was none of those things. Yeah, like, literally not one description. My manager was like, just go in, see JJ. See, that's never between me and you. I would have said, no, that's, that's not me. I'm not going to do that. Pass. I almost said that. I was like, well, I don't want to embarrass myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this isn't. She was like, just go in. You already know JJ. If anything, you just go and see him. It's good yeah. to see people. 
You know, that's what, and that, that's kind of oh, what. Oh my God. Once again, I go, no, I pass because I want him to see me in a good light. I don't want to see me fail in an audition. Keep going. Keep going. This is, this is what's yeah. wrong with my career. Keep going. Well, I, but I see what you're saying. I had those same yeah. self-doubts. I'm like, the, my manager used to call me the question monster because I'd have like 9,000. Like, are you sure? Wait, does he know I'm coming in? Like, yeah. wait, does he know that I'm not any of those things? Do you know? You know, and I'm like, all right, I'll go and I'll go. In. And uh, I remember sitting in the waiting room, seeing all those guys thinking there's no way I'm getting this. But I think that removed any anxiety because I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to go in. I saw him. I was like, what's up, dude? What am I doing here? You know, I just started making jokes with him. You know, and I'm not a comedian, but I just like my personality and his personality were just a couple of like neurotic Jews, I guess. And uh, we just kind of hit it off. And the material was very sparse, but I kind of improvised and kind of did my own thing. And end up getting the job and 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 i think the lesson is like nobody really knows what they want you know it's just until you like your comedy is your like your that's you so nobody knows that guy that you were talking about he doesn't he didn't know he needed that until you did it right so i that's kind of my attitude about everything now because i don't think i look anything like the guy in the comic dale york's in the runaways i you know what i don't even i it's so funny georgia will pick apart what's going on and go that actually did not happen and i'll be like i don't need to know that george i'm watching this and right goes, i'm just saying this is your experience right and yeah. that was jj's experience exactly yeah and i don't that's what i said when they originally approached me about the runaways i was like this guy's like six foot tall he's like blonde aryan looking i was like i'm not i'm not anything like this guy and yeah. i even said that i remember to, to josh and jeff Loeb. i was like i'm is anyone gonna buy this are they gonna revolt <laughs> And they're like, nobody, no, it's fine. You know, it's not like I'm playing Superman or an yeah, iconic yeah, character yeah. that people immediately have a an image of. Yeah, it's, no, it's more yeah. an obscure comic, I guess. It's, I, and I think you're amazing in it. Like, it's oh, so funny. Man. Out of all the people that when the when you you came back as going, yeah, I was like, oh, I know that character. Good, 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 good. Thank God. Like, <laughs> like, uh, not saying that I, I I wouldn't, but like, there's uh, you have different relations with different characters. Yeah. Um, you feel like you know that guy Dale. Yeah. Well, I think also like we are, we are a little bit like the audience's voice. Like, what are we doing here? Because Bridget Brana's character, Stacy, and myself, we we get involved in this organization, the Pride for what we think are altruistic purposes. You know what I mean? We're not... Wait, wait. I want to get to the... I want... Hang on. Well, how much time have we done right now? What, t- what's, what time do you need to uh, get well, out I'm, of here? I'm good. Whatever okay. Um, I want to talk about a little bit about Runaways, but yeah. I, want to, I want to kind of... I want to kind of wrap up more in essence of like your journey to where you are now at Runaways. Yeah. I wouldn't say... I personally would say Runaways is the... One of the next stepping stones to the bigger thing you're going to be in. Yeah. Only because... Uh, I, I feel like you've done so much fucking shit that I, in a weird way, this is going to sound silly. I feel like when I started looking at your resume, I was like, oh, I'm so glad he's in Runaways. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, I was really like, because you, you're an amazing actor. Oh, thanks, man. Like, no joke, an amazing actor. Appreciate that. Um, I Yeah, I don't I don't look at it as any sort of step. I just you, Like you of, said, it's the journey, really. And I'm just like, I'll be this guy for a couple years and on to the next. You know what I mean? It's not... I, I have to be somewhat interested and in, invested. I'm not going to do something just for the money, you know. Did you but, look at Runaways as like uh, as as like I don't um, let me let I'll tell you what. Give me a day. I want to make sure that this is something I can do. It was more about like, wait a minute, what is this? You know, yeah. I I wasn't familiar with the comic, and that's no slide on Brian K. Vaughn. I just I'm not familiar with any comics. Yeah, 
Um, was there anyone on the cast that was familiar with the comic? Yes. Uh, really? the, the guy, uh, Ryan, who plays um, Jeffrey. Uh, hold, on, hold on. Let me pull up fucking names. I got yeah, Ryan. Sa- he, he plays, uh, he is the African-American uh, dad. Oh, yeah, I know that guy. He's like a comic nerd. And in fact, he and I mean that in a loving way, he 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 wrote he did he did. He's a graphic artist, too. He made a cover that they ended up using or that Brian used. Really? He's really What's into James it. Marster's been in. He was He's, in Buffy. He played Spike in Buffy. Ah, uh, that he did play Spike. Oh, motherfucker, he played Spike. And I like James because he's the only actor that's older than me on the show, so I appreciate that. Jesus, I'm just, I don't want to be But I love he's an amazing actor. I'm just kidding. No, that um, yeah, goddamn it, he did play Spike. Yeah, Fuck. and he's very, you know, still an icon in the world of like you know Buffy fans. Obviously, Jesus. he goes and does those you know meet and greet things all over the country. Wait, who plays your wife? Bridget Bridget. Yeah, she Dude, was, she is so she sexy. A lot. I mean, I say this, obviously, I can say whatever the fuck I want, but like, she's so sexy in like a Susan mean? Sarandon kind of way. Same. I don't want people to, I don't want, I would, you know, I know with sexual harassment, you come on a podcast and then some guy's like, she's fucking hot. And you're like, oh. hey man, dial it back. Are she's we an not actress. Allowed, we're not allowed she to is say so that. sexy. Yeah. yeah. And she looks like, she's in a, like a Susan Sarandon from Bull Durham kind of way, right? Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> and she's really cool and a great actor. And I, I love her. I really, we've kind of created our own way of 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 like we're like a unit on the yeah. show especially even more in season two you know it's nice to have she's like my partner you know so so let's do show. this for the people listening and yeah uh talk talk to me about if you could set, pitch the runaways i'll pitch it poorly uh but if I'll you tell can, you how they pitched it to me okay that'd be great which is a group of students high school students discover after years of getting together of what they thought was they would meet once a year. Hold on. <laughs> this is what they told me. They would meet once a year. Yeah. The parents as part of what they thought was this altruistic organization, this, 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 this organization called the pride that would do great things for the environment, for world poverty, poverty, for, uh, um, you know, uh, social justice. So these kids that come from all very diverse backgrounds, yes, but are also all very kind of wealthy, live in Brentwood, uh, they would see each other once a year. But they were friends, but not really friends. Because it's like that kid that you would see once a year. Yeah. They find out, and not this is not a spoiler, in the in the pilot, basically, that their parents are actually part of an evil organization doing horrible things that secretly run Los Angeles. So it becomes this parents versus or kids versus parents it's and it the really parent, is a kids coming, m- coming of age where the kids decide to it in theory and this is the way i saw it is when a kid would decide to start drinking or smoking these kids decide to uh fight evil fight evil but they must band together and they're forced to band together under very auspicious circumstances yes <laughs> life and death and so you know and then there's other kind of aspects like my wife and i we create a dinosaur that our daughter can telepathically communicate with and they find out also that they all have individual kind of strengths and powers and oh that's, that's the, the fucking best thing. yeah that's it the takes best a part little of while it. to get there but like once you do the, the show's off and running in this season season two uh which we just finished and airs in december is is on fire like it's just like they're on the run it's like non-stop story and action first season wait. like it took a little you know it took first a while season was fine i, I didn't just build I, up to build up to well, the story for 
us, it was a lot of Georgia explaining who was who. Right. I was, and then I was go, watching it with her too because I was like, who's that? Yeah. Even on the show, I don't I have no idea. She was, uh, <laughs> and then and then like, uh, no spoiler alert. But I think uh, like the the girl who can glow hooks up with the Asian chick, Car- Carolina and uh, Nico. Yes, and Carolina and Nico. God, yeah. I'm so bad at names. Yeah, yeah no, well, Carolina and Nico hook up, and, you, and I'm and I lost. I would my be shit. a little like, disconcerted. I was like, if she's you didn't a lesbian. Know. Yeah. And George is like, yeah, dad, dad, calm down. Yeah. This is just part of the story. It's I was like, the story. wait, what happened to the fucking black kid? He's yeah. not going to wait. Shut yeah. the fuck up. But he he gets some some action season two. It's like, yeah. okay, yeah. Not, I mean, with somebody else, a new character. But he, uh, but that's the thing about the show is that it's, it, I think a lot of teens, and I the, I thought that it was going to be just a teen show. So I I was a little concerned, like, am I, is this going to be like a Disney show? Are you going to be the dad that just shows up? And you're like, you wacky kids, but no. Exactly. That that was a major concern, but they, they You and your wife adopted me. Gert from her family who got Well, murdered. no, Gert is our is our biological daughter, but we, had, we adopted Molly. Molly. Whose parents were in the pride and were... Something happened to them. Something happened they, they to them. They died, yes. So the four families are, uh, and by the way, I, I, I know that if anyone that like works from the, ex, you know, works for uh, Hulu or Runaways, publicity-wise, is going to hate what I'm about to do, but I'm just talking into the, this is how I would normally go. You're fine. There's the, like, Uber white family who's who's the hot mom with, the, like, kind of reddish hair and the and the, the, the yeah the dad who's an actor Frank, and then they Frank got the Dean. guy from fucking and Leslie Nip Dean Tuck. and Frank Dean yes Nip Tuck's her dad but she's kind of well dude that is a spoiler but yes but you kind of find that out at, yeah, the, yeah, end, yeah, at yeah, the end yeah, of yeah. season one <laughs> yes Julian McMahon dude that Australian. guy's badass he's amazing I I love I, we've become friends he's in because we're both like you like we're like lifers we've been in this a long oh, time oh yeah and he's uh he's a great guy and a great actor yeah Nip so, Tuck's a great so he show. play yeah he plays the guy. That basically is runs the pride, and he's yeah. maybe of some sort of alien descent or something. And then you've right. got the, and then you've got you and your. It sounds wife. ridiculous when we're describing it. It, it does, but it's it's dude, it's uh, it's so great. Yeah, you and your wife are like scientists. Yeah, you. I think you guys ultimately want to go out to the rainforest, live in the rainforest. Yeah, we want to. guys want to. We want to bail, but we're like Pacino in Godfather Three. They like, yeah, suck us back in. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then you guys have a dinosaur that you've created. We've created a dinosaur. Um, that can telepathically communicate with Gert, Gert, our oldest daughter. And Molly, her parents were, we don't know what happened to her parents, but they're dead. They're dead. Molly's got superhuman strength. Yes. And then and then you've got... Uh, Carolina can fly. Carolina, Carolina, okay. Carolina's a part of the White family. Yes. Uh, she can fly and she glows. Yeah, she glows. <laughs> then you got the guy oh, okay. from Buffy and yeah. his wife. Yeah. With 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 the, like the superstar football or wrestling good looking dude who fucking yeah. blew me away. He's got a he's British. He's British. Great. He's Sulkin. fucking British. Yeah, good good kid. Yeah. He's a great actor. He's yeah. a dude. He's, he's he's like the he's like the Luke Perry of our show. He's gorgeous <laughs> and he's fucking he's awesome. But yeah. he's like trying to connect with his dad. His dad has like a brain tumor. I don't know what's going on with his dad. But then yeah. his dad all of a sudden they connect and then and then his dad flips out. Then you got yeah, uh, right. then you got the Asian family. Yeah, the Minorus. Yes. The Minorus. Yeah, Nico is the daughter, and uh, Tina and Robert are the parents. Gosh, good thing I remember this. And uh, yeah, they they're the they're they have their own. They're kind of do all the computer and um, analytics for yeah. the organization. Yes. And they've lost their oldest daughter, who passed away. Yeah. Who well, passed died. Away. Well, she We're, died. Yes. We died. She under died under mysterious circumstances. Under mysterious circumstances. That's right. And they don't connect with their daughter, Nico. Nico's, Nico's. I would say Nico, in my opinion, 
I don't know. All the kids are breakout stars. In my, I love all those kids in that. They're, They're so good huge. in it. They're going to be huge. And then uh, what family am I forgetting? You're forgetting oh, the black uh, family. Alex, yeah. Yeah. The, the, uh, ma- the main kid. Yeah. yeah. He's kind of, in a weird way, I see the movie, I do see the TV show through his eyes. I think you're supposed to. Yeah. Okay, you he's are? The guy, well, yeah, because he's the, he's the kid that's like the most empathetic, I think, and he's just in the middle of it, and he's his dad was a former... I don't want to say gangbanger, but he was no, like gangbanger. I think he was I a guess gangbanger. gangbanger. No, he, he definitely was, that, was a gangbanger in that world. But he's he's coming to some money under possibly some mysterious circumstances. His, yeah, his oh yeah. Well, I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you right now. This is no need to watch the first season. We're breaking it down. No, you got to watch the first season. You got to watch the first season. I got to release this before fuck the before the December twenty first. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, nice, nice, you have nice. Time. All right. Yeah, we have, you have time. time. You have time. We have time. And then you got to text everyone and let them know that I'm genuinely interested in the show. Yeah. And if they want a cool hang, that I can. Do, I would definitely. I'm not like. No. I. I yeah. It's, I watched it's a sketchy. Stuff it's it's really tough for people to go. Hold on. This guy who robbed a train in Russia, uh, who ter- performed shirtless, who's a big alcoholic. He wants to talk to me about well, runaways. Nobody, does, is it is it is it publicized online that you're an alcoholic? Yeah. Oh, well, I know I'm not drinking this month, but like I'm a big drinker. Okay, but like, no, yeah, I don't judge you for that. Yeah, no one should, I think. But yeah, yeah, but like I'm a big. <laughs> Everyone partier. has that's just your medicine. Yeah, well, <laughs> but if it's an issue, maybe you should talk to someone. No, about it's it. not an issue. We're okay. fine. I, I, yeah, I'm fine. But it's but meaning like if you looked at me on paper, that's how you'd see me. And so I think yeah. some people would be like, "Well, no, uh, I checked you out, and you seem like you you're doing great." So I, and my agent was like, "This guy's great." And, he was talking you up, so great. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you obviously are doing great in your career, and I'm open to promoting the show and talking to people. It's people. a it's a cool show, man, yeah. and it's a cool show to watch with your family because your kids can get into it. Well, that was the thing I was going to say. Yes, and I feel like parents, like my contemporaries, and I'm not a young man anymore, really like it. You know, people from any age seem to be into the story. Good show. Time. It's got the same thing that Lost had that uh, love Lost that yeah. like just. It just keeps you. It, every episode keeps you going to the next episode, and and we watch it. They're released. They're released weekly, correct? Actually, they were the first season, but they're going to, as they say, drop them all at once. Oh, then we're gonna binge. My kids do not know that. You're gonna um, be up all because night. we. How watched, old is your youngest? Uh, twelve now. Yeah, I have a twelve and ten. The ten year old, it's a little much. I, it's a little much for a ten year old. Yeah, she kind of dropped off pretty quickly. Yeah, but my twelve year old's into it. Your twelve year old would really be into it if she had an older girl or boy. Twelve year old girl. Yeah, and she's if she had an 13. older sister. Yeah, because that's what got Isla is like Georgia, Georgia. Hold on, who's that? And Georgia's like Isla. Gosh, those are cool but, names. Yeah, man. they're gonna. Isla they're, and oh, I didn't name them. Uh, yeah, I would have named them Shark and HIV positive. <laughs> oh, the, uh, yeah. Good night, everybody. That way, that way, uh, she couldn't be a whore. Hi, I'm HIV positive. Oh, cool. And then the other one we bit of the beast going shark. Those are the those are old old. Those are twenty year old jokes. That's um, a good ones though. But yeah. I, I wrote a bunch of jokes about like you know when you're young you just try to write jokes. One of the other ones is if I ever have twins, I'm going to name them both Bert, but I'm going to name one Bert and the other one Bird. And they'd be like, "How was your day, Bert? Pretty good. It was great, Dad. Made the baseball team. How oh, about your day, Bert?" I got beat up again. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But they would always elicit the same response, though. Would yeah, the yeah, sad yeah, Bert ever yeah. be able to be positive? Yeah. I, I doubt it. Not yeah. not in this make-believe world I created. Well, yeah, I'm with you. I'm just trying to go deep. Um, so who do you hang out with on set, like, the most? Like, what? Like who do you pal up against? Uh, Well, probably 
you know, most of our scenes, at least this season, were with the parents because the kids were kind of yeah. separated a lot this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But Julian and I really hit it off, I think, just being veterans of the business and then everybody's great i mean it's a really it's a really good group i love josh schwartz i mean when he's around he and i Who's are, that? he created he's the showrunner with oh. stephanie savage he did the they did the oc and gossip girl and oh wow he's he and i have a lot of uh similarities but everyone's great i mean the whole cast is great the the the, the women are unbelievable it's a really it's one of those situations where you're like oh i actually love everybody you know what i mean yeah. there's not i've been on other shows where you're 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 not happy when you're not unhappy when when the day is o over does that make sense yeah like just some personalities don't quite yeah or people are ungrateful i just hate it when like in the people get complacent and ungrateful or whatever you don't have to be like best friends with everyone just be cool you know do you ever pull aside do you ever you ever talk to another actor and said hey man you're fucking it up for yourself i have really yeah i'm not gonna say any names just 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 like hey you know because my whole attitude is like this is, it's like high school, you know, with money, Hollywood. It's like you, word gets around fast. Oh, and yeah. And if you're a dick, the, your moniker will stick with you. It's a, it takes a while to shake it off. Dude. I mean, is it like that in stand-up too? Well, it's not like that in stand-up because there's a lot of dicks that are working. Right. But uh, but I would say that. It's more collaborative, I think, in on set. So stand-up, like you're it's on like your that own, in right? in television, in, in like the hosted. I did, I had a show on Travel Channel for like eight years. Yeah, yeah. And so I'd. You would hear rumors from crews, from just dude, the DP, the director, the sound guy, uh, second camera, like all those guys, UPMs, they they would talk trash about people. Yeah. And that gets around. So when they're looking for a guy to host uh, a show based on dot, 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 they're and they're like, who should we guy, look at? Yeah. They're like, do not bring that fucking guy in. And then myself, on the other hand, I, I did a number of different shows because I was always really easy to work with and I was a lot of fun. Yeah. But the thing that you were saying where you modulate your energy, I never did that. And my energy was like at full tilt to like the end of the day where I was like, we're all going to dinner together, right? Because yeah, no, we were on the road. That. I don't do that. Oh. There's no dinner with me. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, later, I was, later guys, I'm going home. <laughs> I was, but I say it in a very nice way. <laughs> I don't think there was an evening I had shooting any of the shows I ever did, ever. Yeah. Where we, I didn't end up in my room with one other person on the show drinking, bullshitting, like ever. <laughs> but you were a young man then, right? You could. Do I was that. like fucking two years ago. Oh. I was. I <laughs> oh, was. You're like, still young. You're still very young. I was. I. I don't know how you do that, man. Like I we go. I gotta. We, I gotta take my bath. Oh, I gotta go to bed. God, no, I am fucking. <laughs> I have kidding it, about the bath. I have literally like. Uh, I don't know if it's separation anxiety, but yeah. like but you're talking about when you're on the road. When I, oh yeah, like well, well that's different because you're on the road. And when you're on the like road the, with a crew, it's like a circus. You're in your we travel with eleven family. people. We'd be yeah. around. We travel around the world four times. So and different. every night I'm like, dude, we're in Tanzania. Let's fucking go. Yeah, we're in that makes Zanzibar. sense. But I, I'm saying when you're Sao shooting, Paulo. yeah, which sounds amazing. You want to see the city? When I would still do it. When I'm like, we're in Sandusky. We're in fucking. <laughs> we're in fucking Port St. Lucie. Like I'd be like, come on, guys. You guys, we're in There's Bakersfield. Down the street. I think Merle Haggard played here. Let's go see if we can. I used to take. I used to be like, I used to do things like go, I got us all tickets to go see Hank 3. Let's Dude, go. I'd go to and that. So we'd all go yeah. see Hank 3. Well, that like, I'd go to. Yeah. I used to, I love, <laughs> that's the one thing I miss. And I'm, but I'm looking forward for on this tour is like, 
I I miss I miss the camaraderie of having a crew with me. I miss I like I would love to do. I don't know if I I don't know if I'd love acting as much, um, as much as I loved do. I, I really did love being myself. But like, yeah. what I would love about being on a show like uh, Runaways is showing up in the morning and like just bullshitting and catching up and it's fun you know it, the key to anything in life you know sports stand-up acting is just being relaxed so yeah. whatever gets you relaxed if bullshitting relaxes you then bullshit till your heart's content yeah if isolation relaxes you you know so i just listen to myself i'm always kind and respectful but if i need to just prepare and go into my corner i will nobody cares yeah but if i want to hang and drink some coffee and talk about how's your daughter doing then we'll do that you seem like a very even killed person you have to be i'm not very even killed do you drink booze uh like occasionally i'm a jew we don't we don't love the drinking so much we never like i don't think it's in the in the jewish i'll smoke weed though oh really yeah you know on occasion too oh, yeah never while working but sure well it's med it's you know it's from the earth yeah I guess alcohol is too, but I just never really, I don't like, I get, I get, um, I'm very sensitive makeup. I think I just, I can get hung over quickly. Really? Is it an age thing? I don't know. I'm, I think I'm superhuman because, uh, I don't, I just don't like that feeling the next day. I don't mind the drinking while it's happening. Well, you know, I I, I do it so so much. I I don't even notice it now this month. Uh, this month they're doing when we do this challenge we, we also it's we do it during october we call it sober october so we don't yeah. do drugs or alcohol this month and so it's been 24 days for me right now On stretch and so, so i don't even notice it to be dead honest with you i do not notice it do you I'm replace it with caffeine like more caffeine or no not? i replace it with uh sleep yeah like i just i fall asleep at like nine Nice. And then just wake up at five and then, and I replace it with working out. That's been my obsession. That's great. This month. But, uh, well, you, maybe you should continue that once you, mm. I mean, I'm not telling you what to do, but I'm saying if you feel good. Yeah. But do I feel good? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not, see, I don't have the sensitive makeup in that. Like I can go on the road, party, go to sleep, wake up after five hours sleep, go to the gym, work out. I, I ran the LA marathon this year with no training party the wow. night before. So like, I don't have, I can, you are I, superhuman. I call it the Mickey Mantle gene. The, uh, but sure. I bounce back pretty quick. That's amazing. But yeah, I, I, I don't have a problem with, I, I like weed. I can't wait to November 1st. I'm flying to, uh, Virginia beach to do some shows. And now you can leave LAX with an ounce of marijuana. Wow. So I'm going to bring flour for the first time on the road. I kind of, if I'm going to do it, I, I think I prefer the the, the vaping, though. I think it's a little it's, easier. It's yeah, a little it's more, better, right? you can just healthier. put it in your pocket. I don't know if yeah. it's healthier. Yeah, what's the verdict on that? Uh, I don't know. I've been yeah. vaping a lot this year. Uh, I think if you get one that doesn't have, like, flavoring or toxic byproducts. Do you like, you can hear the construction yeah, going, going on on, on the street. That's all right. A lot of podcasts, there's always something. I like that's what I love about podcasts. Marin is always talking about his gardener, but you never actually hear it. He's like, "Oh, you hear the gardener?" But he got a new house. He's not the same gardener anymore. Okay, okay, yeah. I was like, now I don't hear, hear it. it. If you didn't say anything, I wouldn't have known. Yeah, he goes uh, the fucking leaf blower, and I was yeah. like, I didn't hear it. No, I think just the person there. That's probably yeah. the same. But anyway, yeah, I I uh, I will I will drink a glass. Like if you have a you had a really, we were having dinner and you had a great bottle of wine, I would definitely have one with you. But nah, my taste for spirits has left me. Really, I used to enjoy the tequilas, but. Once in a while. I like it. I like it. Uh, I'm looking forward to it in November. 
but uh, but part of me is maybe this tour, this tour, maybe you should see how you do. Just go sober tour. Everyone, yeah, that's not gonna happen. I'll no. Everyone will return their ticket sales. Um, Oh, you drink while you're performing? No, I don't even. But I think in a weird way, I'm an excuse to party for a lot of people. But they don't need to know that you're not partying. Yeah, but I like to party also. With them. Like, okay. Yeah, look, it's a, it's a slippery slope. I see what you're saying. When you are the guy you say you are, you got to be the guy you say you are. And you? sadly, I'm the guy I say I am. <laughs> I guess. But I mean, at the same time, like you're playing a part. But uh-uh, you want to no, be authentic. No, no, I don't believe in that. I don't, don't Look, if, I, if I'm not drinking, I tell everyone I'm not drinking. And if I'm working out like crazy, I, like I'm an open book. I'll tell you you're exactly authentic. what the fuck's going like on in my life. You. I like that. That's why you. it's scary to go to the doctor. Because I know if the doctor says to me, your liver's bad. You are done drinking. And I have to tell people that I no longer am fun to go see on the road. I disagree. That's why I modulate. I disagree. I don't oh, think you fuck. think your crowd would abandon you because you don't know. But no if one cares like, if I drink or don't drink. But you're saying it's because of that's not who I am. Is it? Yeah. But isn't your humor who you are? Or is it because you're it is. a drinker? People come to my show. They enjoy the comedy. They laugh. That, that's across the board. That is why they come see me. I'm a comedian first. But in a weird way, uh, and I think part of this is like, it's, I don't know if it's hard to explain or if I overthink it, but a little bit of our vices helps define us. Yeah. Uh, you know, like for, for, for some of my buddies, it's food. For, for some of my buddies, it's working out. For some of my buddies, it's marijuana. Um, for some of my buddies, it's sex. And that helps define you. It's almost like this sounds, I don't know... If, People don't notice that I'm drunk on stage. I think they assume I'm drunk. Exactly. But they and they but I'm not gonna be the guy that goes like I just if the doctor said you're done drinking, I would have to talk about that on stage. And so that would I would always I've always thought that would bum me out to be like, so I'm not drinking anymore and everyone everyone would be like, What the fuck? Like the club I was at in Omaha, they were like Had you been drinking, we would have sold four thousand dollars more a night in booze. Because they're emulating what you're doing on stage. Well, that's yeah, part well, of your I, I bring a drink on stage. You're, I'll you're, have you're a drink. the Jimmy Buffett of comics. Dude, I'd, I'd, from your mouth to God's ears, I love <laughs> Jimmy Buffett. I would love, I would love, I would trade in all my hard work and artistic creativity to just be a guy who had a cruise once a year and made like a couple million dollars and on a cruise. And he's got to play on Broadway too. Dude, I'll yeah. fucking, I'll yeah. Jimmy, f- fucking chain of restaurants, the machines, burgers. <laughs> I'm just saying that he, so, I mean, his music's okay, but like he basically built Dude, His music's great. I'm forget, yeah. I love Jimmy no, Buffett. No, I mean, it's great, but I'm saying part of the appeal is just, hey, we can it's go and drink brand. margaritas and we can Dude, hang out. Yeah. I, I, I would it gives say, you permission. You I'm know? a lifestyle brand. I'm a lifestyle yeah, brand. Yeah, yeah, That's you, so funny. Rachel Ray once said I that see, to I me. I get what you're saying. We come to your show because we have permission to be who we are. Yeah. Now you're right. You can't oh, stop like drinking. That. That's what we've discovered today. You cannot ever stop drinking. That's it. We did it. <laughs> that That's a fucking brilliant way to end this podcast. <laughs> Come to my show because you get permission to be who you are. You get permission. You get permission. Fuck, I got to come, but what, is it be okay if I don't drink at your show? Yeah. 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 Is everyone going to judge you me? You got to take your shirt off. <laughs> All right. I'll do that. I'll do that. So I do a lot so, of yoga. So what's the plan for the rest of the year? Uh, well, unofficially, uh, you know, w- w- if we go back to work, uh, season three, we'll be doing that in the spring. That's, oh, nice. not, that's not the end of the year. But so I'm taking a little bit of time off. I, I might, uh, there's a couple projects I'm developing myself. I work with uh, Kyle Gass. Do you know Kyle from Tenacious D? Oh yeah, of course I do. Yeah. So I play drums in Kyle's side project called Trainwreck uh, Band. Yeah. And then we're also developing a, a couple of television shows. We have an animation 
uh, show that we're developing and then some other stuff. So I'm trying to develop more. I love acting, but yeah. I want to kind of, I just know so many talented people. I want to employ them. Yeah. And uh, so I'm kind of working on my production company and there's some other, there's a film project I might work on as an actor too that we, we've been chatting about. Are that. you auditioning for anything? Yeah. I mean, I'm at that point in my career where it's like, I don't have to audition for a lot of stuff, but if it's a big enough project, I do have to audition. Do you mind auditioning? No. I, I love hate it. it. Because, well, but to me, it's like opening night. It's like, I'll go, if I, if I hate the material, mm -hmm. I won't go in because I will be judging it while I'm performing. So for me, it's always my, it's like, it's like you doing a show stand up. I know there are going to be people watching it. It's going to be filmed. Someone's going to see it. I don't want to fucking be shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, if it's going to be shit, not going to go in. I'm just going to pass and I'll pass on a lot of things now because I don't need to do it as much as I did when I started. I was like, I'll do anything. Yeah. But unfortunately most of the things i did they were quality i just got lucky but now it's like it can be a little more choosy so you know i have friends who are working on projects that they come to me but you know a, a lot of stuff now they'll just kind of reach out just based on on the body of work which is nice but if it's something that's outside like kind of the comfort zone or range oh i'll absolutely audition what would be something you drop everything for right now not everything obviously yeah. your contractual obligations but yeah i can't really do like another series until they officially cancel the yeah. runaways but. which is a nice problem to have oh, it's great yeah um but like something where you go they yeah. go hey we are shooting uh fucking i would love to do like listen uh you know a, a period spielberg you know i would have loved to have been in um uh uh, uh why am i blanking the name with meryl streep and tom hanks um this last great film about uh, yeah, the, I know what you're Washington talking about. Washington Post, something yeah, like that. Yeah. What was the name of the film? Uh, the, oh, God, Post? Some, the Post. Yes, thank <laughs> yeah. you. I knew we'd get there. But like something where it's like, you know, working with it. I worked with Spielberg. I did. I had a little part in the terminal that was cut out. But, uh, and he was great. Um, just some great auteur where it's something I could really sink my teeth into and play a character, you know, that fully three-dimensional, has some weight, maybe period maybe not but you know something work with one of my heroes you know gus van sant or scorsese or one of these guys where i know it's going to be about the work noah bomback do you see the meyerholt stories on mm -hmm. netflix i recommend that to you dustin hoffman ben stiller just something where it's truly about character what is it know? called the, the meyerholtz stories it's about a, a father so many things on fucking netflix i have to watch now the meyerholtz I'm yeah, look it up right is now. Is it Meyer Holtz? Oh, Adam Sandler. Yeah, Sandler is great in it. Special. Sandler's in that one too. Actually, the Sandler special has been getting really good reviews. I've got to watch that now. Yeah. Oh, I love Adam Sandler. I'm yeah. meeting with him next week. You have a meeting with him? Yeah. Well, his company, not him. But nice over at yeah. uh, the Sony lot. Uh, Get I guess. yourself a little coffee at the coffee bean there before you go in. Before the we charged up. Meyer Holtz. M I R M E Y M obviously not a Jew. M E Y E R. Oh, the Meyerholtz story. And Sandler's an actor in it. He is. He's great. The fuck is this? It's great. It's about these brothers. Their father. He lives in New York, and um, he's he's an artist. Downloading it. 
Yeah, it's good. It's good. But Snowball Bomb back. I mean, that guy can do no wrong. You know, he just tells great stories. Anyway, but and I have friends who are making making stuff now that, you know, I'm at that I'm at that age too, where like a lot of my contemporaries are are have become really successful. So I just want to work with people I like. Okay, what's what's this is a, I've always wanted to do a show called. Um, but at the same time, I also like if you gotta you gotta sometimes sing for your supper. You know, it's the yeah. that's part of the biz. Um, I, I've always wanted to do a show. I forget the name of the title I wanted to do. I wanted to call it. I forget what I wanted to call it. But what I wanted to do was to have comics get to reenact their favorite scenes in movies yeah. and get one shot at their favorite scene in a movie. Like my favorite scene in a movie that I would like to reenact. And I, I would probably cast it with my friends, but I want to play... Um, I want to be in the scene. I don't know who I want to be in yeah. Boogie Nights when uh, the Asian guy's throwing the fireworks. Oh, yeah. I want to be the guy. That's with Alfred Molina. I want to be Alfred Molina in yeah. that. Like, oh, Ricky Springfield. He's a good friend of mine. I ran into <laughs> Ricky Springfield's whole fucking team. And I was like, dude, I fucking so bad. And I'd probably rewrite it. Ricky Springfield will walk in with the shotgun. Hey, yeah. You, you want some of you little babies? But um, I, that's one of my favorite scenes in any movie. Uh, you want to play Fred Molina in... That film, okay. Oh, so, 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 or just one scene, like the death scene in True Romance, where yeah. they kill, uh, where they kill, me his, which they kill his dad. What's to? the one scene you go, I want to be in that scene? Well, I'm going to tell you something. The movie Coffee's that, for Closers. Of, oh, dude, I quote that all the time with Kyle. Uh, we talk about, of course, the great David Mamet film um, and play. Uh, Coffee's for Closers. That's that's a great scene. That's a great scene. Baldwin. Um, you know what movie? Scene Stealers. That's the name of my show. Scene, scene Stealers. You know and so movie? you get to steal a scene and you get to reshoot it. And you're you know the one. You know movie? Yeah. It would be a challenge. And I don't think this is what you would expect. But I think it. There's a. when I was a kid, I saw this film probably at too young of an age. Michael Cimino's The Deer Hunter. Yeah. With Robert De Niro. Oh my God! Hold on, please tell me the scene you're talking about because I recreated this one time. Keep are you, going. Are you fucking me? Are you talking about in the in the water, the Russian roulette scene? Yes, yes, that's the one. Shut the fuck up! I mean, it would be impossible to do, but those guys are so no. good. I would give it my best shot. But like, I mean, that's that movie scarred me and made me want to be an. Can I get Can I get time. a soft commitment from you if I can sell this I'm as in. a TV show that we can recreate? Dude, that? I might have to do. There's another scene. Okay, because that one's unbelievably challenging and horrifying it could go off the rails quickly but i there's another scene in that movie where de niro comes back and sees meryl streep for the first time yeah remember he goes in the taxi they're having a party for him and he tells the taxi driver to keep going because he he can't fit you know he comes back from vietnam he yeah. can't face his friends yeah it's too overwhelming and then he sees her the next morning and they're awkwardly trying to talk to each other in her in the house yeah it, it, i would do that scene that's a great fucking scene, man. Uh, okay. But uh, but I'll yeah. try to do the, the Russian roulette scene first. The Russian roulette <laughs> scene would just, I think, as a show, I think it would pop more. It would. I love to hear what... what John scene. Savage is in that scene, man. Dude. I mean, that's a great... Isn't... Uh, wait, who's the other actor? It's Savage. It's... Uh, uh, Chris Walken. And Chris Walken. Yeah. And De, and, and De Niro. Yeah. That's a great oh, fucking it's scene. It's one of the greatest scenes of all time. I ran into, uh, I ran into Eric. Or the De Niro scene in... Uh, or the, the, the Pacino scene in Godfather where he goes to get the gun behind the toilet. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, that would be a cool one. That would be a cool one, too. Uh, I did. I wonder how that works. I wonder if you could just recreate people's scenes. I, want, I, I ran into Eric uh, Roberts. Yeah, great. Idea. I not ran into him. I did a fucking show with him. and then but I, I, Runaway but, Train. Did you ever see that? He was great in that, man. No, which one's that? 
the train is running away with John Voight and Eric Roberts. No, uh, he, it was. I think it's his greatest performance. Oh no, his greatest p- performance. They took my thumb. Oh yeah, what is that? Pope of Greenwich Village. Oh, Pope of they took yeah. my thumb. Yeah. Hey, did that cunt leave you? <laughs> so that's the scene Dude, you would do. Fucking, yes. <laughs> Have you ever seen that scene, Austin? They fucking cut his. The mob yeah, cuts his thumb, thumb off. And he's on the ground. And he's yeah. on the. They took yeah, yeah. my thumb. Oh. What's it, Johnny? They took yeah. my thumb. Yeah. They t- and then he looks around and realizes that that uh, Mickey Rourke's girlfriend left him, and he goes, "Did that cunt leave you?" <laughs> oh. You gotta give her one good rap to you. grab your coat and you don't say goodbye to nobody. He took my thumb. Oh man, you're doing it already. Why are we rolling? Why are we rolling, Bert? God damn it. <laughs> There's so many great movie scenes. Oh, the Mitch Hedberg thing? No, well, I love Mitch, but I was looking at you as a, as a young man. That's cool. Where's that? Oh yeah, that's my first special. Nice. That's my first special. My first lucky, my, not one of my, my, one of my first lucky eyelashes is on that poster. And the lucky eyelash that just came out this morning is going on my new poster. It's, I, I've, I've gotten lucky eyelashes. You're a crazy dude. I've gotten lucky eyelashes my whole <laughs> life. First one I ever it. got was with Will Smith. I got it and we were in a meeting and he saw it and he was like, oh, let me get, you got a hair. And this woman, this Asian woman at NBC was like, uh, don't pull that. Uh, long hairs in Asian culture are very lucky. And, I, and he was like, really? And she goes, oh, yeah. You never pull a long hair. Let it grow. Yeah. As long as you have it, you'll have good luck. And I didn't pull it. And then obviously we sold a TV show. And, and then and then I had this lucky eyelash and threw the whole thing. And then it fell out. And the TV show fell apart. And then I, I got another TV show and I started growing an eyelash and I've had lucky I've had probably ten lucky eyelashes throughout my my career, and I've, I would probably say I've had ten really good things happen to me. But the lucky eyelash I just tried to show you guys I, I was standing right there when I got the call from Netflix saying you know we want to do a special with you an wow. original, and my wife as I'm on the phone I'm on the phone like this and my wife's looking in the sunset and she goes oh honey you're getting a lucky eyelash and showed it to me I had it through the taping of it I had it through the release of this tour. And then it came out this morning, and uh, and, oh, I and then here it. I am. Yeah, You're yeah. Like, tell me about it. Get better. And then what's going to happen is we'll <laughs> what we'll do is we'll edit this to to uh, to sell our scene stealer show, and you'll be in the pilot episode. Dude, I would love to. I will do that scene. It'd be fun to but see. We people. need two other actors to play. That's you. You get to pick them. Oh, oh I know one right now. Who? Greg Grumberg. Oh, Granny. Fuck yeah. Dude, all right, I can get Granny in a second. I could get, though. I could stack. I could stack this scene with some Dude, powerhouse. Can, that's power. the fun of it. And we just get, we go around, we get all the actors. It's a, but basically, what it is, I like this. It's idea. like uh, you know, comics have drunk history. Well, comics have so many different I love avenues yeah. to kind of just yeah. like fuck around. Yeah. And actors don't. Actors don't have. You right. just act. And that's it, kind of. Like comics, we get podcasts. We I get fucking yeah. animated things written about our bits. We do stand-up specials. We do. We do so much shit. Actors don't have that avenue. I originally had thought about it for comics is is scene stealers, but in no, you essence, need actors. You yeah, need it would actors. be it would be cool to see actors take like over. really do it, like not as a joke. Yeah, that's why I was a little daunted because if you don't have the proper, you know, remember they're in the water. We got to get we got to get in water. Well, what are we gonna do it in your pool? Like Dude, it has to be in like a they're in Vietnam. Bro. We can shoot the pilot in my pool. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're in Vietnam. We need some murky water. It would be cool to see what projects other actors go oh i've always wanted to like the what dennis uh dennis in when the true romance one yeah 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 that that's one of the most amazing scenes sure when he's like can i get a cigarette yeah oh yeah and he just starts laughing 
Oh yeah. Oh dude, there's so many amazing scenes and I'm in thinking movies. about a bunch right now. There's so dude, many others I could do. I, I, by the way, I would take just there's like probably and this may be a tad bit homoerotic, but anything Brad Pitt's done. That sure. guy fucking I'm in love with that guy. Yeah, I think it's a good the, place to end the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> No, well, no, dude, thank you so much no, for doing kidding. this. I, I really Pitt appreciate too. He's a great it. Actor. He's a great this, actor. Uh, it's been a blast having you on, and uh, I'm so glad that I'm so glad that I'm so grateful that I'm in a position in this business where you, at least your agent would go, "He's a cool guy." Yeah, they were and I get to you. meet you. Yeah, I thought they represented you, but no, dude. So nice to meet you, yeah. and have a great uh, tour. You leave tomorrow. No, 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 January 10th. Oh, I thought you said tomorrow. No, 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 no. We're planning it now, oh. January 10th, and then I'm gone until. I think until the 2020. What? Yeah. Well, we we have booked out until June at, and in Australia, but then it's we're gonna. I think we're gonna take it back in through North America and then into wow. Asia. Wow. So yeah, fucking Netflix, man. Netflix I, reaches everybody. That's yeah. That's everybody. one of the things. I mean, we're on Hulu, which we do okay, but I feel like if we were on Netflix, it would be even bigger show. Well, yeah, I'm, it's so funny you brought up Sarah Silverman. Now that I know that we have Hulu and Sarah Silverman's on it, I want to see her interview with Bill Burr. Well, she does a thing where she goes to like conservative communities and households and has dinner with them and interviews them. She's got a bunch of different segments. Yeah. She's basically trying to like, you know, olive branch and bring the divide together through conversation. I love Sarah. I've been a big fan. She's of her amazing. Uh, yeah, she's a friend, and I, I. God bless her, right? Yeah. To use her kind of position to like at least have a con- open up dialogue. She's amazing. I love Sarah. I'm. Mean, you'll never catch me shitting on Sarah. It just won't happen. Yeah. But don't hey, shit on anybody. Well, stay positive. Of which, if you run into any of your uh, any of your yeah. castmates, let them know. Did you you reached out to all of them? I I'm, I didn't, I didn't reach out to anybody. I think my management reached out probably to everyone. But if anyone asks, just let them know that I'm in a safe place. I'm not gonna. It's not. I'm genuinely a fan, and I just want to talk to them about themselves. I will and their interaction with the show. I done. Thank you, brother, so hey, much. Yeah. I appreciate Good it. Good to meet you. Yeah. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.